Today's episode of the Buttecast is brought to you by Thriftway Superstops. You know what my favorite thing about Thriftway is? The Mountain Dew always tastes just like Mountain Dew. That cannot be said for the fountain drinks at other convenience stores. Thriftway, though, makes sure to take care of the little things that are not always so little. Join the Thriftway Loyalty Club and every sixth fountain drink is on the house. You can also rack up big discounts, earn free stuff, and receive more TLC with every visit. Download the TLC app today and take advantage of great deals on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, fresh brewed coffee, and much, much more at your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops. Loyalty Club members also save five cents per gallon on top-tier conical fuel every single day. Thriftway Superstops, a proud sponsor of the Buttecast. Now, let's get the show started. Welcome to the Buttecast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world, you, America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth. Now, here's my dad, Bill Foley. Remember when we were kids, we would watch the cartoons that showed the Hatfields fighting with the McCoys? Well, I have that going on right down the street from my house. I have a couple of neighborhood families who are in a full-blown feud. They live right across the street from each other, and they hate each other. There's been accusations of firework assaults. There's been an arrest for a vehicular assault charge. There's been all kind of verbal altercations, and we tend to think it's going to get even worse down the line, and I think both sides of the argument are fairly well armed, which brings us into today's uh, discussion about gun control. Don't worry, I don't get all preachy and tell you I'm coming to take your gun, or they should take your gun, or they shouldn't let you buy this gun, because I'm right down the middle when it comes to the gun control. I don't want to take anybody's gun away. I don't uh, know where the line should be drawn. I know there is a line that should be drawn somewhere of which weapons you can have and which you can't, which really is the whole essence of the gun control debate that will tear a family apart. I've seen it happen firsthand. I've seen fights at family gatherings. I've seen uncles fighting with their their nephews. seen cousins fight. It gets kind of crazy when really we're just talking about where you draw the line. Rob O'Neill, the great Navy SEAL who shot uh, Osama bin Laden in the forehead three times, he says that line should be at the flamethrower. I would rather have a flamethrower than a gun because it would beat, you know, it would beat shoveling sidewalks or <laughs> clearing off your, your frosty windshield with a flamethrower. That'd be kind of fun, which is probably why I should never have a flamethrower in the first place. So probably shows you that Rob is right. Other people think you should draw the line down at any gun other over a musket, you know. So it's it's a hard issue. It's an issue that we'll probably be fighting about for years. I really wish we wouldn't fight about it anymore. But I think if you listen to this column or read the column for yourself at ButteCast.com, you can see that uh, I make a pretty good point that there are some people who probably shouldn't have guns.
Tapper Light, Jethro Bodine, and Gun Control. Nothing will spoil a party or a family gathering faster than a discussion over gun control. When you think about it, though, it really is a silly issue to get so heated over. Most people agree to some kind of control over arms. Really, they do. Even the F-your-feelings crowd driving around with Let's Go Brandon flags on their trucks agree with some kind of arms control. If they say they do not, then ask them if they think Kim Jong-un should have a nuclear weapon. But it gets simpler than that. Most of us have at least one neighbor whose right to bear arms we really would like to infringe upon. Everybody has at least one neighbor who is a few cards short of a full deck and think, boy, am I glad he doesn't have an Uzi. Actually, it goes further than that. We all have a neighbor or two whose rights to drive an automobile we would like to strip away. The idiot does not seem to understand a speed limit, stop sign, or turn signal. When it comes to the Second Amendment, though, we fight about gun control, even if most of us agree to some kind of limitations. We just differ on where to draw the line. Granted, that can be a big distinction for some of us. Butte Central graduate Rob O'Neill is an ardent supporter of the Second Amendment, but he knows that we have to draw the line somewhere. Recently on his podcast, The Operator, which I highly recommend, Rob said that he is in favor of anyone in sound mind owning any weapon he or she wants up to a flamethrower. The key is in sound mind. I am a person who battles depression and I would not be alive if my family owned a gun when I was in junior high or high school, so I will never own a gun. But I really want a flamethrower. How awesome would that be? Taking a flamethrower to a sidewalk would beat the heck out of shoveling all that snow. Rob, though, does not think I should have one. The lefty pinko. We agree that there should be some level of arms control, though I apparently draw the line one weapon down from the great Navy SEAL legend. I have never been a huge proponent of overly strict gun control because I know the bad guys will still get the guns. At least that's what they tell us. Registration of guns so we can live up to that often ignored, well-regulated part of the Second Amendment is a different story. We should also have some sound background checks and some red flag laws. If a mother calls the cops to report that her mentally ill son is threatening to shoot up a school, we should have multiple levels of law enforcement check that guy out. Most sane people would agree with that. Do you want the guy walking down the street arguing with himself to possess an AR-15? We also do not want a guy who beat up his wife buying a gun so he can finish the job. O'Neill says I should not have a flamethrower, and I'm sure the fire department would agree with him. So we can assume that I should also not own a tank. That is an arm that could be even more deadly than a flamethrower. I can barely handle the responsibilities of owning a baseball bat, so... We should all agree that I should not be driving a tank or carrying a flamethrower. We should also agree that we do not want that one crazy neighbor to have those either. I definitely have some neighbors who should not be allowed anywhere near a tank. I live down the street from a couple of families involved in a full-blown feud. It is a Hatfield vs. McCoy level feud that has police, animal control, or the parking commission on my block pretty much every week. Ask any police officer in town and he will tell you he knows the feud of which I talk about. The feud, which apparently started over at parking space eight or nine years ago, really escalated over the summer. It got to the point that it has the entire block convinced that it will one day result in bloodshed. On the north side of the street, we have a woman and her live-in boyfriend. One of the neutral neighbors calls them Jethro Bodine and the Roller Derby Queen. Jethro from the Beverly Hillbillies, though, is much more personable. Directly across the street, we have a family that, at any given time, might have ten people living there. They fight with Jethro and the Queen. Now, I hate to pick sides in the feud, but I tend to lean toward the large family on the south side of the street. 
I would probably cheer for the White Sox over the Cubs if I lived in Chicago, too. The family is full of very friendly people. Jethro and the Queen, on the other hand, are not. That is fine because most people would prefer a neighbor who did not talk to you. While they might be more friendly, the Southside family is hardly innocent in the dispute. For months, they had a big sign on top of their house that was aimed at the Queen. It said something like, Go F yourself, Karen. Not exactly an olive branch. The matriarch of the family also was arrested for, allegedly, going down the alley behind Jethro and the Queen's house and intentionally running into their shed. She denies this accusation, but the police sided with Jethro and the Queen that night. One other night, I saw the Queen walk out of her front door and aim a firework at her feuding neighbors. The family called police after the firework, which was lit before the legal firework period surrounding the 4th of July set in, resulted in six to eight large explosions just above the family's roof. After the police showed up, talked to both parties and left, a small four-wheeler that I saw a few days earlier at Jethro in the Queen's house drove by and threw an M80 at the family's car. A night later, the Queen again shot off a firework above the family's home. This time, she ran inside and turned off the lights after the explosions. When the police knocked on her door, she did not answer. Amazingly, that worked. After they knocked for a few minutes, the police left, even though they knew she was inside. Try that next time you have a noise complaint. I dare you. Both parties own their houses and both like to gather in front of their houses. Neither side is going to back down. Even on summer nights when the cops are not involved, the conversation is very hostile. With each day, the hatred grows, and many fear that this feud might someday end in some real violence. Oh, and the assumption is that both sides are armed, and that cannot make anybody in the neighborhood feel exactly safe. This could be one of those cases where a red flag law could come in handy. Now, I'm not advocating infringing on anybody's constitutional rights, but I'm going to be really nervous if I see one of those neighbors suddenly driving a tank. Proud to be from you, America, USA.